All right, welcome back to episode 17 of the Savant Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dyke Savant, and I'm with, once again... Issue High. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing great. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Back from a little hiatus. Sorry, guys. Just, you know, busy time in both our lives right now. But we're going to be consistent uh, for now. And I know I said that last time. Uh, so you're probably going to be like, oh, you're going to go on another month break. But uh, no, that is that is false. You are wrong uh, with that. But yeah, let's uh, issue, man. Like, how you been doing? Let's let's tell the people. You know, obviously we we got a big announcement, or you've already posted it. But we're gonna talk about Blue Perfect. You know, dropping tomorrow. But other than that, man, what's been going on in your life? Yeah, I've been up uh, doing schoolwork, uh, slacking on that a little bit actually because it's like almost summertime. But other than that, I've been working, playing a lot of video games, and. Um, I actually bought a new book, uh, The Alchemist, that I've got recommended from a friend. So I've been reading that book, and it's pretty good. Uh, I wanted to kind of decide to, like, take a break from just, like, watching TV and stuff and, like, get back into reading. Because the last book I read before that was, like, a self-help book by um by Russ. And that was, like, about over a year ago now. So I just, like, want to get back into reading and doing some other things uh, while also creating music and uh, writing my manuscript for a project that I have coming uh one day soon that's awesome bro and and so the alchemist book is is that the book by the alchemist or is it just called the alchemist uh it's, it's uh yeah no it's just called the alchemist it's by uh paulo coelho i think i don't think i pronounced that right but yeah that's the art of the book it was the it's the 25th anniversary edition okay i see i see all right dope i, I think i've seen that cover before actually yeah. um obviously the uh listeners you cannot see the book right now but hopefully uh, by the summer we will have video up and running. Be posting that to YouTube for you guys. Get a little YouTube channel going. Um, subscribe to Issues YouTube channel if you haven't already. Please follow High Issue on Spotify for all his for all of our playlists, collaboration playlists, and also Issue High on Spotify and Apple Music. But yeah, let's get let's get into it. So we're gonna change it up today. Uh, for this episode, we're gonna play a little song uh, for you guys, and it's uh, it's quite fitting because the first line. Obviously, we were on a little of a break, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so this is uh, the new song by Dave, uh, the UK rapper from Stratham, London, and his new song is called Titanium. It's uh, EP with uh, Mercury. Uh, featuring Kamal, uh, but uh, super stoked for this, but I uh, hope you guys enjoy. 22 with a 2.2, just came back from a long hiatus. She came, that came from the clip, no shit, I don't need vibrators. You get hit with a stick, Black Panther, you're gonna need vibranium. I got stainless steel, I got platinum, I got gold and I got titanium. I got gold and I got titanium, I got white gold and it came in proper. Go find you a burner on offer How you got gold and you ain't got copper Dosser Tyson Fury in a party I make shoulders fling Clitch go in the ring Cause you just got a box and a gypsy king Jeez Same old story You can get soaked or soaked in glory I got a house and the sticks is awkward I know that my neighbours are voting Tory Surely Fredo's my brother We're locked in for life I told bro to drop me some game My American things they're too impolite Right Everybody made them a mill, let's play a game, but who still got one? I'm on row and roll in my ninja, knock down ginger, let's see who spots one. Fuck. If you wanna run up on me, just do it then. I've got 99 problems, going broke ain't one, but a bitch is two. 
Twitter 22 with a 2.2 Just came back from a long vacation By the time that I'm done, that's a 2.1 I got red bones and I got Asians Let me land, let me land I got chocolate and I got cravings I just fly the things in Turks And that shit works cause they put the cakes in If it weren't me on paddles I got saddled, sat on handles My shooter stayed in touch It came in clutch cause I don't do manuals You got dope and you got hope No, I see it from a different angle Bad bitch with a hair on rope Olivia Pope, it's one big scandal 22 with a 2.2 Just came back from a long hiatus She came, that came from the clip No shit, I don't need vibrators You get hit with a stick Black Panther, you're gonna need vibranium I got stainless steel, I got platinum I got gold and I got titanium back sheesh that track is so fire oh my god yeah Ish, i'm gonna start with you because this is actually your first time hearing this song but yeah what, what, are, what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah that, that first line about the hiatus just like it just goes perfectly well with the current situation that we were in you know i went to new york for about a month to just spend some time up there and uh see how how everything has been and everything was good but um yeah the song really goes well with that first line the production on that goes crazy and this that's that sounds like that sounds like a track that could have been on psychodrama but if his new album or whatever new project he's working on now sounds like this then i'm sold for it because dave uh one thing i like about him as an artist is because is that he can like he's he's very versatile so he he can switch it up and he could he can you know he can he can like spit and he's like good on hooks and he's just like a he's like the hype man so you know that song titanium goes goes very fucking hard and yeah man that that bar about the hiatus is just crazy because it's just like it's just the perfect line for the current situation with us right now yeah you know just with like you know dave being on hiatus but then you know looking at us as a podcast I thought it was very fitting but uh yeah dave is dave is special that's for sure like kind of broke onto the scene back in like 2016 with tiago silva uh, him and AJ, AJ Tracy, and then obviously on the Wanna Know remix with Drake. I think most, I think, you know, that was that was when I, uh, he caught my eye or caught my ears, I guess you could say. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then 2019 Psychodrama, like, love that album. Like, it won, won the Mercury, Mercury Award for Best British Album, and then won, like, Album of the Year at the Brit Awards. Like, incredible album. And I think there's definitely like you could definitely see some similarities with uh drake with his range and the fact that he can go into you know so many different genres but like at the same time he's he's one of his own but if there was like an artist i would say to like not overtake drake but to be the next drake like worldwide i think it would be dave you know 100 percent. and you know he's already you know popping off here in north america but uh, yeah, there's definitely still room to grow for him. So stoked for the new album whenever that comes. Soon it's coming this summer. But yeah, love. Also check out the song Mercury. Also fire track. Definitely a lot more. That one too is that both these songs are like, like this one is like very comparable to Stratham. And then the Mercury is very comparable to, you know, the softer songs on uh, Psychodrama. Now look, we're going to get back in uh, to talking music. So obviously we said at the beginning, Issue is dropping his debut album, Plu Perfect, tomorrow, April 28th, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific time and 12 p.m. Eastern, uh, but on all streaming platforms. 
So we're gonna, we're gonna get into this. Obviously, we we might play you know a song after this discussion from the album. Uh, this podcast will drop on Friday, obviously. So the album will already be out. But yeah, let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Issue first of all, you know we've talked about multiple times on the podcast, kind of the different genres of rap nowadays. And earlier, you know, people comparing mumble rap to you know, 90s hip-hop, so-called pure hip-hop, and then with, you know, Young Thug creating his, you know, own lane and Playboy Cardi, some would say. But, you know, a lot of these different rappers, you know, they created a different lane and different uh, genre of rap to inspire uh, new artists. So with that being said, uh, this album, Blue Perfect, would you say it, uh, it incorporates a lot of different genres, you know, Production wise, you know, with your the flows you're cho- choosing, um, your lyrics, but yeah, what what would you say uh, to that question? Yeah, I say production wise, there's definitely a different range and mix with uh, those tracks on the album. Um, there's a lot of boom bap tracks on there, which I like. I love that that style of production. There's there's a few soul tracks at the top of the album, and like at the on the very last two tracks of the album, you can consider that cloud rap or or emo rap even with the last track on the album. So I just wanted to put together multiple subgenres in that album, although it's a hip hop album, to kind of show my different range of things I can do. And um, that's why I feel like I collab with the best team possible for this project with the production. Shout out to the Cadence. Like I found some of his beats online, and ever since then, I, it's just been like fun like working on his beats because he's makes he makes some of the best beats and the majority of his beats is in like all on like on all my songs and I even um got exclusive I got exclusive rights to the ostentatious beat so with that being said now I could like put out a music video for that track and I'll, I'm I'm going to start working on that soon but I I, I really although it's a hip hop album I kind of wanted to put different subgenres into it so it can so I can tell my so it can basically tell my story but at like uh at, at a full length. So basically you could get the understanding of my story from different perspectives on different themes with the different subgenres I'm using, although it's a hip hop album. Yeah, no word, but but yeah, totally with, you know, the obviously cadence, you know, it's more of a boom bap feel to it. But then you also have, you know, our friend Random Newspaper on there and you know, he has a bit more experimental, you know, beats, uh, I would say. Very Pierre Bourne-esque, uh, definitely. But, uh, but yeah, and obviously we've talked about, you know, you working f- uh, through the album, you know, on multiple episodes and, you know, the whole recording process. But when did the recording process start? Like the first song you recorded? And yeah, just uh, dive into, you know, the recording process, any challenges that you came up with and how you overcame those. But yeah, tell the people. Well, I'll say the very first song I made for the album was Ostentatious. And um, I made that in like early, early September, late August. Um, And then that followed by Gamble of the Good Life. So I made those two tracks and I decided to put those on the album because I've been planning the album since March of 2020, just planning on dropping a debut LP um, with a bunch of songs from me. And I wanted to get my friends on there. I didn't get Anna Lund on there, but he'll he'll definitely be on the next project. But uh, I wanted to get some of my friends on the, on that project. And Gamble of the Good Life and Ostentatious were the first two tracks. And I wanted to I wanted to make an I wanted to make this album and drop it in 2020. But it just like it went through many versions and 
with with the cover artwork and I, I didn't know if I wanted it to be a, a mixtape with a fewer with fewer tracks or I wanted it to be an album with more tracks. It originally had 16 tracks, then it went down to 10. But then I just decided 13 was the perfect amount of tracks to put on the project because nobody wants to listen to 20 tracks of any artist. Um, you know, it depends on who the artist is. But for me, I just wanted to put like a, a, a few tracks on there. So that's why I decided 13. And ever since March, I've just been planning it in my journal, album titles, themes, production wise. And it took me from when I started working on a project in September up until now when I'm releasing the project. So it just took a few months to actually start working on. But I've been planning on it for you know, since March of 2020, when the pandemic started, because uh, during the pandemic, you know, we, you know, we weren't allowed to go outside for for a short amount of time. School got canceled. Everything was just shut down. So I was just stuck in the house and I was panicking, figuring out, like, I can't do this for too long. I need to do something to keep me occupied and keep me from going crazy because I've been in the house for too long. And, you know, sometimes you just need to get out. So I just decided to work on something creative and I just been planning the album ever since. So it took me, it took me over a year to make this project and get it out, but it took me a short amount of time to make it because, like, once I uh, figure out what I wanted to to do, what I wanted to tell, and you know what I wanted to put out, it was just pretty much it was easy from there. Yeah, it's funny you bring up the you know the um, the choice for going from you know sixteen songs to thirteen, and you know with all the deluxe albums you know, that we had last year. We talked about it on the um, the year in review uh, episode. But, and if if, so, if you're listening right now and you're offended that, oh, well, like 20 songs, like, of course, like, if you know, if, I guess like maybe the Thug album was 20 songs, or I, honestly, I don't even know. You cannot say that if there's a 20 song album and you listen to every song, like, a, you, let's fast forward like a year later, there's no way you're listening to every single song on that album, so... Plus, even, you know, with Kanye doing the seventh song album run that he did, you know, we'll see what happens if he ever goes back to that. But 13 is always, you know, the perfect, I think the perfect number. Yeah, it depends on how long each song is. That's also another thing. But yeah, it's definitely 13's uh, perfect number for that. But uh, but Plu Perfect, so the title. Obviously, in, in your your latest Instagram post, you uh, put the definition uh, for Plu Perfect. But... I want to let you, and obviously we've we've talked about this before, but since the album's coming out tomorrow, we're going to talk about it again. Um, so why Plue Perfect? And just describe, uh, tell us the meaning of Plue Perfect, what it means to you, and because obviously you're you're telling your story, and what does that the title mean to you and your story? So uh, a few weeks uh, a few weeks ago, I was just like sitting there thinking because. Months like months ago, like around in March or a little bit later after that, I'm not too sure. I had a conversation with my father and he's actually incarcerated. And he was basically telling me, strive for greatness, you know, always work hard and continue to do what you're doing. I hear the music, it sounded real good and you you could be something special. And like after having that conversation with him, I wanted to think about like experiences and things that I've never told anyone uh, that, that, you know, cause I always kept my emotions and stuff bottled inside as a kid. And like, just now I started like, expressing myself more and, and telling things that I haven't told anyone. So I decided to put that all in audio format. And in order for me to strive for greatness and be the best I could possibly be and do that, I have to shine light on the things that I haven't shined light on at all. 
and pluperfect I, I got the um the definition but i also had the simplified definition so it's like a little more you know transparent it basically means reflecting on uh past experiences or moments way before then explained so basically i'm on my debut ep freedom writer that was supposedly supposedly me telling my story but being that it was an ep i couldn't put that much into it so what i did was when i chose the title Pooh perfect it, it it resonated with me because now it's like i'm taking that whole ep that i started and it's like fully flushed out now so you're basically getting a better understanding of everything that i've experienced and hopefully you know you understand the meaning of Pooh perfect by the end of the project basically I'm reflect reflecting on the past um way before the way before it was explained so if i explained that i was doing something uh this day i'm going to reflect on what happened the other week before so you could get a better understanding and that's what basically proof perfect means um the simplified definition of it damn that's super that's super deep so like in you know this whole process of this album so you would say that it's like almost been like therapy for you yeah, it has. It has definitely been uh, therapeutic because um, my personal experiences with therapy hasn't always been great from me not having a therapist of color or me just not feeling that sort of connection with my therapist. And I just kind of stopped going to therapy a few years ago. And I just decided that if I'm not if I'm not going to be able to get a, a therapist and the type of help I need from the people around me, then it's best if I try to find an outlet myself that I know will work and Music is like music has been a part of my life for the longest, for as long as I can remember. Like as a kid, I didn't really like hip hop music because I felt like it was very, you know, negative and ignorant. So I always liked pop music and stuff like that. But as I got older and I listened to these these different artists and they told their stories and I got a, a better explanation of what hip hop was. After listening to them, I fell in love with it ever since, and it's probably my it's it's definitely my favorite genre. And yeah, it's it's my favorite genre. And after that, it just been a big impact on my life and with the podcast and everything that just helps with that as well but i definitely say it has been it has been therapeutic for me personally because uh i feel like if you can't find forms of therapy and the help you need it's best if you try to take it into your own hands although you may still need help try to find something that makes you feel at at peace and feel at your highest uh and best self yeah i know that's uh 100 agree with that but yeah, that's that's huge coming from, you know, someone who's who's in high school right now and able to reflect on his life like that. Definitely some powerful stuff, bro. But uh, let, let's get into the artwork, though. So, yeah, take me through the artwork. We'll post that with this um, episode, but obviously you're releasing it tomorrow so everyone will yeah. see it. Uh, but yeah, how did the artwork come together? And um, yeah, and why did you choose this specific artwork? I know you had multiple decisions and edits for the artwork but uh what made you choose the the final the final copy well the original artwork i remember was me um and it was like a, a dual picture of me um on a like sitting down on the grass and shit like that i took that uh during the summertime and i noticed that i, I at first i liked it but then like as time went by i wasn't really feeling it like that so i said i gotta change the cover up and I noticed that with Gamble, I noticed that with Gamble of the Good Life, Ostentatious, those songs were black and white. It kind of resonated with the ideology I was having at the time that um life isn't life may seem black and white, but really it's just a bunch of gray areas. So uh, when I went to New York, I traveled to New York for like a week, and 
I wanted to take something cool. And I remember I remember I took a picture of me vaping because I vape now. So I, I took a picture with the smoke coming out of my mouth and it's basically covering one side of my face. And I, I just thought it looked fire because it's like it's like the it's like two face. You can see one side of my face is clear and the other side has a smoke in it, which could be some symbolic for past experiences, past struggles and etc. So I just decided to do that, put that in black and white so it could match with the singles that released before that. And I just put Pluto Perfect at the top. So that yeah, it was easy coming up with the album cover, but I just wanted something that connected with the singles that I dropped and connected with my whole aesthetic, which has been black and white. But like pretty much after this, like I'm pretty it's like no more it's it's gonna be black and white some from time to time, but it's pretty pretty much me escaping that whole black and white aesthetic, but it's still still there. Yeah, no, the black and white aesthetic definitely seats you and you know, all the singles released so far uh, for Pluto Perfect and all your songs in general, it kind of gives a, and you know, the skits that happen that, you know, the skits that you've had from, you know, the old, um, the, the films and stuff like that, you know, it, the black and white kind of fits it, definitely. And speaking of like, if you're going to do a black and white album next, but uh, tell everyone what's next after Pluto Perfect. What do you, what do you have planned uh, going forward? Well, as I announced before on this podcast, me, uh, Random Newspaper, and Anna London are working on a joint project um, from with our group Basics of Refusal, and it's called The Manhattan Project. And basically, it's an album about us three as our alter egos uh, uh, planting and like planting an atomic bomb to just bomb the whole the whole music industry, basically. So it's just gonna be like uh, one of those one of those. Um, albums where we you know become different people and stuff like that uh we got terrence on production for all the songs and me and anna london are going to be uh doing like vocals for that and other than that uh, i have a, a mixtape uh, um it's it's done i have a mixtape done and i'll drop it in in a few months but it's called the bridge of anarchy i got uh terrence and anna london on that um might i might i might get another feature on it just to be sure so that's like another eight nine ten tracks so That'll be out soon, but I just want to, you know, get Pluto Perfect out. But those are the future projects I'm working on. And other than that, uh, we got the podcast. And I've also been working on the manuscript to a, a book that I'm going to get published soon as well. Awesome, man. Well, I'm super excited. And, yeah, everyone who's listening, go download uh, Pluto Perfect. When this, op- when this podcast uh, drops, hopefully you have done so already. But if not, download Pluto Perfect. Give it a listen on whatever streaming platform uh, you're using at the moment. And then stay tuned for uh, the new mixtape by issue in a few months and uh, the Basics of Refusals um, album that's coming out. But now we're going to play a song uh, from Pluto Perfect. Uh, but issue, I'll let you give a little intro and then we'll just play the track. Yeah, uh, the the track is uh, King's Feast of Fallout. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Curious of why niggas question my moves They keep creating obstacles 
lose, but I can never lose. Cause I'm a king in the making. All these risks I be taking. Drop a couple millions, cause the property vacant with nonsense. Leave me alone, cause it ain't going so well. I'm feeling like I'm Capone. My name is ringing them bells. Cause I keep thinking about how all them bird bitches be stunting. Don't compare me to your man, I'm real, that nigga be stunting. Look, your bitch riding me like a Ralph Lauren logo. Fly Millennium Falcon, I'm feeling like Han Solo. Look, you can say I don't fuck with niggas that much. I'm still on the top of they listen, I'm eating they lunch. A king's feast is what I call it. You know I be mobbing, and yeah. your bitch sucking my dick, so you know she be throbbing. A cow and me be teaching lessons, yet y'all lacking the knowledge. Your mind a terrible thing to waste, now you niggas a bother. But think about it, we could feast like we kings. I used to be grandmama's precious, like the Lord of the Rings. Lord of I hit the you with a couple shots, and now you know that it sting. But it's alright, I fuck your bitch, but that shit was just a fling. But look, we don't kiss and tell, so we don't speak about much. She was a smut, but now she know you when she need in the crust But she's a burden, her mind is hurting And now her soul too These niggas try to knock me down, but I never fall, dude It's a fun season and I'm feeling like stipes They hating on me and my homie cause our mind's not alike They, they like mad cause stipes. we just got the passion Never slacking or lacking The funny thing is, step up to us You know we bout that action, but look Huh, you need to chill, old man Cause I don't know why you keep thinking You gon' get somewhere, man We going global with the shit And now I'm taking a stand I'm playing with the cards I was dealt I got a good hand Damn, bro. Holy <laughs> shit. That was crazy. Yo, for, okay, first off, first off, the beat. Okay, let's talk about the beat. That beat is insane, man. That, like, and, and what was that? Like, it was in the siren, but in the background? Or do, do you know yeah. that? It, that... I, I think it was a siren. I'm not too sure. But it it, it sounded like a siren, so I'm, I, I think it is. But I forgot what, for what automobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's like just the the whole the boom bat and then the siren, like just New York esque, and then and then the skit at the end. Like I don't know. Well, like now, like the album's coming together for me, and I'm like, yo, this is just so Wu Tang esque. Like just with all the skits and stuff. Like yeah, and then and then the line, the line of a me. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. I think that has to be the the podcast intro for now on. I'm gonna to to play that. That'll be the intro, the the Savant podcast uh, theme song for now on. But uh, and then and then the conversation at the end. So what was well, that? Was a phone call, right? 
That was actually me and you on uh, one of the earlier episodes of this podcast when we were talking about Ostentatious. When we were talking about Ostentatious and you basically did a, a rundown of the song, I used that clip from the uh, episode of the podcast and I put that in the, the skit of the song. So it sounds like I'm taking out a cassette tape of my music and I'm putting in a cassette tape of the podcast, which is showing the numerous things that I'm working on and kind of why, and, and, and it kind of explains why I put that line in Ostentatious when I say I'm clapping when they start winning and they clap when I'm about to lose. Damn, man, that's 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 fire. I didn't even I like when I heard the other guy talking, I was like, who the hell is that? Who is he talking to? <laughs> Turns out it's me. Oh, my God. I don't even recognize my own voice. That's so funny. But man, OK, super. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that on the other line right now, because that that shit was fire. Um, so stoked for this album. One more sleep and then we get it. Yeah, I cannot wait. But uh, now, so we're going to move on uh, from music for a bit, and then we're going to talk about uh, the NFL draft. So the NFL draft is happening on Thursday, uh, and we're just going to talk about uh, some of our QB picks uh, for the draft. All right, so as I said, the NFL draft is this Thursday through Saturday. Um, Super excited for that. Obviously, you know, we've talked about, you know, the quarterback, you know, Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields in the past. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, obviously free agency and the waiver wire. And but now we're going to talk about, you know, two days before the draft, obviously, uh, the QBs will be have will have been selected by now uh, when this podcast drops on Friday, uh, as most of them will be going the first round that we'll be talking about. But uh, since the last time we've talked about football and the last time we recorded uh, actually a podcast, a lot has happened uh, with the QBs. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is still penciled in at number one. Um, that has been and. Before, we always thought it was, you know, Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields as, you know, Justin Fields, even though they played like five or six games in the regular season, you know, obviously they, you know, they knocked off Clemson and Trevor Lawrence and he looked outstanding that game. And obviously, you know, hey, he was hurt in the Alabama game and, you know, Alabama's offense was, you know, insane um, this year, you know, pretty much unstoppable. So they came out with a national championship, but it was always, you know, Justin Fields number two. But, you know, along came Zach Wilson from BYU for the year. I didn't hear much about him um, ever, obviously, because he went to uh, BYU. But, you know, last year apparently had an amazing year. And then this year, you know, obviously a lot of players with uh, the COVID this year, you know, didn't look as, you know, good. You had a smaller training camp. And, you know, you can't work out as much. You know, each facility has their own regulations. But it was a different year for all players. And, you know, some players took advantage of that and looked, you know, maybe if they, you know, went into the draft last year, they would be, you know, third, fourth round pick. But then some of them are moving up into the first round just on their performance in the, this past year. So obviously, Zach Wilson, he has played himself into. And it was, it was mostly after his pro day uh, a few weeks back or maybe in a month back, 
but uh, but this guy and obviously pro day, you know, it's it's hard for it's hard for me to you know just be like, oh my god, this guy is so amazing as he's you know throwing you know the ball, no pads are on, you know, there's no defense and it's all scripted plays. Like they all they go through it. They probably practiced this hundred times in the last you know few weeks. So it's kind of expected that, you know, they're going to make every throw. But for in Zach Wilson's case, he was making some crazy throws that I've only seen, like, Patrick Mahomes make. You know, he's off-platform, you know, running and jumping and throwing it, like, 60 yards downfield and, you know, perfect. You know, his accuracy is insane. I would definitely, you know, if I had to compare him, you know, to Justin Fields, like, they're both, they got, like, you know, a bomb. But Zach Wilson is definitely more accurate with his deep ball. That being said, though, um, Zach Wilson's also like, I think he's six foot or six foot one, but he's like 170, 180. You know, he's under 200 pounds for a quarterback. He might be 190, but uh, I don't think he's 170. But he's he's definitely like, he doesn't look like a QB with his pads off. That's for sure. You know, in the last few years, the QB's being drafted. It's always, you know, big, big quarterbacks. You know, look like Justin Herbert. Look at Trevor Lawrence this year. You know, these are these are big guys. Even Trey Lance, Mac Jones. You know, these are big QBs. You know, you go back to Josh Allen, you know, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck. Like, all these QBs are, like, relatively big. Other than, you know, you got Baker Mayfield, you got Russell Wilson, and, you know, Drew Brees. And those are kind of the only small quarterbacks to really, you know, get it done. But, yeah, so Zach Wilson looks like he's penciled in at number two for sure. So number three, then everyone assume, oh, Justin Fields. But... Honestly, like in the last like month, I swear like the 49ers have been like they're gonna take Mac Jones for sure. And everyone was like, Oh, that's such a big reach when they, you know, moved up those traded those three first round picks to get up to number three and just giving Miami so much more picks. Like Miami's just stockpiling for the future. Um but yeah, and so they said Mac Jones and then and then Mac Jones and Trey Lance, uh they had the pro day on the same day. So then, and same with Justin Fields. But then, when Justin, when they went to Justin Fields and Trey Lance's pro day, it was all these rumors that oh, they're gonna take one of those guys. And then it was like last week again. It was like oh, they're gonna take Mac Jones for sure. But then the press conference, Kyle Shanahan, uh, the coach, um, and John Lynch, the GM, and Kyle Shanahan said that we're comfortable with five QBs at number three position, which, which is also just a huge bluff because it's it's either Trey Lance, Mac Jones, or Justin Fields. There ain't no other two QBs you're gonna select like on a Kyle Trask. Like yeah, he's decent. He'll probably go at the end of the first round, but yeah, they're not thinking about doing that. So it's just been a lot in the last few weeks, you know, with the QBs because obviously if there's you know any any offensive system to like take any QB and make them good, it's Kyle Shanahan's system. Like this guy has an insane track record. record. Obviously, he was in Washington with his dad when his dad was the coach. And, you know, he was offensive coordinator for RG3. And then, you know, he had that rookie of the year. Kirk Cousins, who they drafted the same time as RG3, you know, he's coming to the league. And, you know, he kind of, when Kirk Cousins was having his, like, first good year in Washington, you know, it was Kyle Shanahan. And then, you know, he was in Cleveland. And when Johnny Manziel was, looked decent uh, for a few games, he was the offensive coordinator. And then... Obviously went to Atlanta and Matt Ryan was the MVP. And then obviously they lost that Super Bowl from 23 lead. And then, you know, he goes to San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, looks like a franchise quarterback. But now obviously they're, you know, moving on from him. 
And then I, and then he was like, I think they asked him a question about which QB will be on the roster or if Jimmy will be on the roster. And then he's like, by Sunday, we don't know if someone will be dead or not. And I'm like, what? Like literally, literally said it, his QB could be dead and that he wouldn't be on the team. Like, I don't even know. This guy is also is like got the perfect hair all the time. Literally, like, you know, that division with Sean McVay, uh, I can't remember the the Arizona coach, um, but, yeah, he's got amazing hair. And then Pete Carroll, I mean, Pete Carroll's the oldest, but he's still, like, a good-looking guy, and, um, you know, it's a bunch of good-looking guys. But, honestly, Kyle Shanahan seems like he's losing his mind because it seems like, you know, he's liking one quarterback, going to the next quarterback. He sees them. He's like, oh, I like them. Realistically, you shouldn't be going to a pro day and being like, oh, this guy's really good. There's no defense. There's no pads. And you should be just, like, making your decision off the game film. And if I was them, I would just take Justin Fields. But obviously, he has some work ethic problems. But, but yeah, I'm going to pass it off to you, Issue, now. Obviously, I've been rambling um, along here. But uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the, obviously, you know, one and two is pretty much solidified, but the other three choices and, you know, how, what San Francisco has been doing, you know, kind of flip-flopping. Are they doing this just to, you know, call bluff to other teams and other teams might want to trade up to number three if they want their guy? And then, you know, San Francisco trades back down to get the guy they actually want. But, yeah, what do you think, man? Yeah, I think the whole situation with hopping from quarterback to quarterback is kind of it's, it's questionable because, like, if you have more than one quarterback, then you don't have a quarterback at all. So, like, coming into this draft, they should be clear-cut on what decisions they want to make, and they should definitely be using film to study who, who would be perfect for their offense. And, you know, I'm on the Justin Fields train as well. I mean, he, he kind of had a little bit of a drop-off, but he completed 70% of his passes for the year, and... Uh, he passed for 2,100 yards, completing with 22 t- touchdowns and six interceptions. So, you know, I feel like he would, you know, fit perfectly with that offense. But Trey Lance as well could be a potential a, a potential good quarterback for that team. Uh, he's definitely a top five pick. But I, I wouldn't put him over Justin Fields because, like, Justin Fields throughout the year has been showing his ability to, to, to play the quarterback position. And, you know, he had a little bit of a drop-off because I remember people were saying it's either Trevor Lawrence at number one or Justin Fields. That was, like, earlier on in the college football season. And, you know, it's obvious that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going at number one. And Zach Wilson, who I talked about a few, like, earlier in this season of the podcast, and basically him and his jump uh, – was, you know, was amazing for him to potentially what he most likely will be the number two quarterback coming off the board with 74% of his passes being completed, passing for 3,692 yards with 33 touchdowns and three interceptions. So with the quarterback position at the, at those five spots, like it, I feel like it'll go Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones would be a definitely good five spot. Or maybe even Kyle Trask could potentially be at that five spot or six spot. But coming into this draft, we got a lot of good raw quarterback prospects, and it's like they have the potential to be franchise quarterbacks. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. We all know that Trevor Lawrence is going number one. Uh, Zach Wilson goes number two. But for that three, four, and five spot, like it could go either way. Like you never know. Yeah, and especially when, you know, the San Francisco coach says we are comfortable with five guys, you know, at that position. And and also this this thing where it's like, oh, we have one good QB, but then 
why not have another one? I don't understand that logic because we've all seen, you know, in the past years with, you know, Josh Rosen and, you know, Kyler Murray and, you know, Josh Rosen was selected, I believe it was ninth or 10th overall. And, you know, obviously Arizona was just had a shit team and they finished, oh, not 0-16, but they finished last. And then they drafted Kyle Murray because their coach wanted, you know, that guy. Um, and then they traded Josh Rosen for, I believe it was a second round pick, but, you know, and, but you drafted like a top 10 and used a top 10 pick on a quarterback. And it's like, it's like, oh yeah, maybe they'll get a first for it, but it's probably be to a good team. And cause I don't think a top 10 team is going to be trading their top 10 draft pick for a QB who hasn't even played yet. So that's, that's just a whole nother thing because, you know, they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Yeah, it didn't work out, but now it's like they found their guy. Um, but apparently not. But uh, yeah, going on, you know, talking about Trey Lance, um, you know, obviously he played one game this year and uh, it was just like a championship game for their division two, I believe, North Dakota State. Yeah, Carson Wentz, you know, came from that university and obviously, you know, Josh Allen was also in Div two and he's been super successful in the NFL. We've talked about him a lot. So yeah, they're, you know, it's not impossible for a Div two quarterback to be successful, but it's got to be the right situation. And, you know, speaking of San Francisco and the great offensive mind that Kyle Shanahan is, you know, I would definitely, and obviously he's got the running ability and he's got the huge arm, you know, essentially, you know, he's not as fast as and and elusive as Lamar Jackson, but he's got a definitely way better arm than, you know, Lamar Jackson. And I think, I believe last year he didn't even throw a pick, something like 30 touchdowns, zero picks. And, you know, he rushed, you know, for a lot of touchdowns as well. But then also there's Mac Jones and, you know, he looked really good in that Alabama offense, but Alabama's had, you know, other than Tua, like, it's like, they always have, you know, any QB that's in there. Like, A.J. McCarron was in there, started four years, and they won, like, two national championships. I don't see A.J. McCarron tearing up in the league. You know, he's back up somewhere at some team now. I think he, he got drafted by the Bengals, but, you know, he's never, I think he played a few, he started a few games, but it's like, and then same with, like, Jalen Hurts. You know, yeah, Jalen Hurts is now the Philadelphia quarterback. I don't think they're sold on him 100%. I, I would not be surprised if they select a quarterback because I definitely think, you know, one of either Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and uh, Trey Lance is better than Jalen Hurts. I would definitely. And, yeah, like, Jalen Hurts has won some games in the NFL, so it's hard to say that because, you know, every year there's a first-round quarterback who just doesn't make it every year and most of them just don't make it and Colin Coward you know shout out to Colin Coward he likes to uh talk about this all the time you know first round draft picks and evaluating NFL quarterbacks and it's the hardest thing to do because you barely get it right you know which is which is also very true but at the same time you need you need a franchise quarterback to win the Super Bowl you cannot couldn't couldn't tell you the last time like I mean when the Seahawks you know Russell Wilson wasn't the MVP caliber player he was right now, you know, and they, they won that game based off defense and yeah, they blew up the Broncos, but still the defense, you know, Legion of boom back then. So that was maybe the last time, but since then, you know, it's, it's Tom Brady, it's Peyton Manning, it's Patrick Mahomes, but uh, that ends off our NFL talk uh, for this episode next week. You know, when we break down blue perfect in its entirety, we'll also break down the draft um, you know, mostly the first round, we'll give our top 10 picks. We'll give ups and downs for teams. If we thought a team make a mistake, we'll talk about that. But uh, stay tuned for that next week. 
And we're going to end this podcast off. We're going to play another song that Issue released, uh, I believe, the other day. Uh, Coco Veen, uh, Freestyle. So Issue, just give a little intro to this track uh, for the listeners. Yeah, with the track Coco Vin, they can pretty much expect me just freestyling and working on my pin game and my lyrics. So I'm going to play a little bit of it right now so people can get a feel for the song. It's on all platforms. So uh, go stream that and uh, pretty much here it goes. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to call this joint Coco Vin, man. Coco Vin freestyle. Yeah. Look, I see they want me in 94 like I'm Kurt Cobain Sipping the liquor that's tasting bad, but it numbs the pain I'm so productive, yeah, working hard when I change the game I'm doing this shit for passion, I'm through the shit for fame Yeah, cause I don't make the rules Family speaking bad on my name, but it's never true, yeah Now, look, my pop's incarcerated I call and send a few hundreds, I know he devastated The work is scary right now, I switch up like a station Using the pussy for practice and now I'm penetrating This shit is percolating, this shit is percolating yeah, it's like, niggas don't understand It's like, would you rather hit rewind and change the past Or press the pause button and make changes for your future, man It's like living and dying According to the tables which we have assembled It is our estimate that 4% of the American people I told these Niggas, please go ahead and get their weight up. Have you ever seen your father leave the house and get a space cut? I know we can live forever still. They gon' erase us. We in a dark place. Really, that shit just don't phase us. She want that dark rose morse with the chestnut. Time to pussy out. Now she gon' rest up. Hit them gunshots. Now we got me restless. For my happiness, I gotta move reckless. Looking at my reflection in the mirror I see my face in there and the truth is getting clearer Never met a mice woman since Miss Rivera And you know I gotta move like this, future is clearer I'm so spiritual, I'm moving on a religious note I don't know, but I gotta give me your winter coat Cause it's been getting cold and it's gonna be a cold summer A cruel summer, you know I'm Awesome, love that track, bro uh, Hope everyone listening also loves Coco Veen Go stream. That's on all platforms. Uh, stay tuned for the mixtape that will be dropped with it. But this ends um, episode 17 on the Savant Podcast. Thank you again for listening. Back from a long hiatus. And uh, stay tuned for next week when we talk about Blue Perfect in its entirety. We're going to review every single track, give a breakdown. Issue's going to talk about all the lyrics, the beats, everything to do with Blue Perfect. And then we'll also talk about the NFL draft. Uh, but yeah, any last words, issue? Yeah, uh, Perfect drops April 28th on all platforms. Uh, shout out to everyone who worked on the project with me. Yeah, I'm excited for it to drop. And after that, man, it's time to just have fun and uh, drop more music and continue to do what I love. But other than that, thanks for everyone who's been supporting the music and the podcast. It means a lot. And um, big things are coming. Awesome. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Hey, guys. Thanks, Savant here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts, if you like what you hear. And also remember to follow us on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at Stikesavant or at Noah Stikes, as well on Twitter at Stikesavant. And you can follow me, Issue, at on Instagram. Um, it's Issue underscore high on Twitter as well. And for my uh, podcast page, you can follow Issue Political Podcast on Instagram. And for Twitter, you can follow me at Issue Political Pod.
Thanks, guys.